Hey everyone, business owners, ladies, entrepreneurs, mothers, and maybe even a few men. I'm Megan Lockhart, the creator of Hello Life Academy, and welcome to our show. I'm gonna talk about all things life and business with a little bit of mom stuff too, every Monday and Friday. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and tag us on social media using hashtag Hello Life Academy so we can celebrate everything that you're doing in your life and business. Enjoy the episode and check out more resources at hellolifeacademy.com. So Gina is here with us today, and I'm so excited because I have been connected with Gina for how long now? Like three, four years, three, three and a bit years. Yeah, it's been a while. We met on the internet. <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> Which is going to be even more popular over the next few months. You know, these right. virtual connections, and these virtual chats. So this conversation is more important than ever to make sure that people, specifically women, um, step into feeling worthy of all the things because we're in a time where a lot of people are going to hesitate to, to do new things and to step into their true selves. So Gina, I really want to kind of hear first, what does being worthy mean? Well, I, I really love this question because of course it is all encompassing and it can be very vague and unclear. But when you start to look at what in what areas of our lives we are not allowing ourselves to fully express ourselves, to ask for the things that we need or the time that we need, or to just simply schedule our lives in a way that honors who we are first, um, then we are abandoning ourselves. Say we're in a relationship or a job that says, um, you know, you must be a certain way in order to be valued, in order to be celebrated, or to be even viewed as worthy. I noticed that women, and this is what I started to notice in my own life, in my own marriage, and in my old jobs that I used to have, that I would abandon my values Ah. in deference to that person or job that I felt was keeping me alive in this, in essence, you know, paying me or, you know, staying in the relationship. And um, when I started to realize that, I noticed that I was losing who I was. And by the end of my marriage, I became like a shell of a woman because I didn't even know what I stood for anymore. I didn't even know who I was, but I did know how to stay safe. I knew that if I performed and kept the house a certain way, made my appearance, you know, consistent in a certain way and avoided certain topics of conversation and really made sure that my husband was comfortable, Yeah, you know, then, then I would be safe and not in trouble. And that's when it really hit me that I had lost all sense of worthiness of myself. So when you ask what is worthiness, I see it as, am I, you know, do I wake up in the morning and make decisions based that, that support who I am becoming and support my values? Yeah. That makes any sense. Like, yeah, that's, I, I love, I love that you said that. Cause I think so many, so many women and men to that key question, who am I becoming? And for me, if I stopped and, and think like at different points in my journey, if I were to have brought awareness to that, I would have probably altered my path, you know? Right. 
Mm-hmm. So when someone, when someone, you know, is listening to this and they ask themselves, who am I becoming? How could you guide them and support them to shift their mindset to stepping into who they really want to become in their worthiness? Like, what are some things that you would say to them? Well, I love that question because everybody is on, on their own journey and at different like stages of their development into becoming, I call it post-traumatic growth syndrome because I feel like, you know, a lot of, I know we're talking to largely a woman's audience, uh, an audience of women. However, you know, it is men and women who have experienced a lifetime of, you know, putting themselves last because they've grown up in homes where maybe they're the peacekeepers or um, they learned to set aside who they truly are and what they truly desire and what their truth is to keep the peace and to stay safe. Um, So a lot of people come to me at different stages of that post-traumatic growth uh, journey. And one of the the things that I would always start with is asking people, well, who, do you, who are you? What do you want out of life? And I cannot tell you how many times people say, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. And um, that's so, so close to my heart because I was at that place when I was at my most broken and lost and scared and really at my bottom where my mom would say, what do you even want? What do you want? And I said, I don't know. And if you recognize yourself and hearing yourself say that, I don't even know what I want, you might just be at that point where you're like, I know what I no longer want. And that's a great place to be in too. That's a good place to say, you know what? I no longer want to feel like I'm going to be in trouble if my, when my partner comes home and I haven't mm-hmm. made the right dinner. Or I know I don't want to... Um, feel like um, I have no more energy. I don't, I no longer want to, I know I don't want to feel this way, whatever it is. Um, So what I really love to do is to have people take a look at their daily lives and pay attention to things that don't feel good as a starting point. Well, if I feel imprisoned in my marriage or my job or just my lifestyle or my body, what doesn't feel good? And that can inform, well, what do I really want? What is the opposite of that? And I know that might sound counterintuitive for people who are like, but law of attraction says if I say it, then it's, I'm going to attract more of it. Well, if you have some awareness, if you can bring awareness to what doesn't feel good, that is we call contrast. Yeah. Contrasting experience can inform what you do want. And that's a great place to start to say, well, I want freedom. And you may not have a clear, clear vision of that life you want. But if you do know how you want to feel instead, um, and I have a lot of really great words that kind of help describe how somebody might want to feel, like they might want to feel freedom, they might want to feel healthy, they might want to feel energized, loved, respected, celebrated, seen, heard, hugged. Um, so that's one place that I would start. 
You know what? I I know I use this word a lot, but I'm obsessed with what you just said. Like I just want to <laughs> just want to like roll it into a ball and just keep it forever and 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 spread it all over the world because I love that the idea of sitting down and coming up with really what a woman or man or whoever you are doesn't want. And like because the world like you had mentioned the law of attraction and yeah, we're so afraid if we live in the personal development space we tend to go, oh, we don't want to really put down what we don't want, what we don't like, because it's negative. Mm-hmm. But instead, I love how you just you just outline that it's the contrast. So you can start calling in the good, calling in like, you know what? I don't like that I'm never hugged. So mm-hmm. right, I want more hugs. Yes. And I think yes. mm-hmm. I think that this exercise would be so fun to do with a group of women, like a group of girlfriends, and. Um, you know, I've worked with you before and you have encouraged me to do this. And uh, I hesitate every time. <laughs> I'm like, Gina, I don't want to do it. And when I do, things start to happen and things start mm-hmm. to change. So that's exciting to me because just by sitting down and thinking of this or even, you know, talking to you this morning right now, I start to feel better about my wants. And then there's a, that key piece that you teach and that you talk about all the time the, the mindset mm-hmm. shift. So, you know, if somebody does this, this exercise, yeah. what starts to happen in their day-to-day life? What have you seen happen to people when they start doing this exercise? Okay. This is where it's fun, right? So, um, and I love your, um, I, I absolutely adore the, the, the idea, the vision of having women get together and say, oh my gosh, I want this. And, and then to brainstorm, um, but you don't need a group. You can do this on your own every single day and um, call in more of what you want. So if overriding the thing that you want, the feelings that you want to experience, um, look more like love, like like the universal ones. I'm going to go with like throwing out some of the universal desires that um, people have not allowed as much into their life of more love, more loving, fulfilling relationships, maybe more money, financial ease. It's really not about the money, but it is about the, the money feels like the thing that people want or need more. Um, and really that's just a simple for more access to freedom to and more empowerment. Um, and so teaching women how to call in and how to attract more money is absolutely one of the most wonderful things that's going on in the world right now is women are helping women. And I feel like I may have strayed from your actual con- question. <laughs> no, that's okay. But, I, um, I, yeah, it's all, it's all related because it's, it's... Yeah, and, and then it comes back to, well, one of the reasons, this is going to come back to your original question, one of the reasons we have a hard time saying what we want and, and repressing our needs and desires is because we don't feel worthy. And so... This exercise, I do this exercise for um, my, my clients and people in my audience all the time. Sit down and I challenge you to list 50 desires, mm-hmm. 50 desires. And what happens, this does go back to your question. When we do this, you are activating your subconscious. You are activating something within you. And when you, when I give this assignment to people and I would love for people to take this away right now. Um, 
there are a couple of basic rules that I like to give. Now, if you give 50 desires and you write them down, they must be for you only, like your desires for your life rather than, oh, I want world peace. I want to solve world hunger. I want to feed all the animals and I want everyone to be safe. Those are wonderful, worthy ideals, of course, but that's not for, this is an activation for you to give you yourself the permission to desire. This ties back into worthiness. Now, what comes up, and these can be small desires, like I want to um, go get my nails done, yep. or I want to have um, a healthy breakfast every day, to really big desires, I want to live in a mansion on the hill. So some guidelines are, they must be simply for you, and nobody else, they must be, um, they can be big or little, and they can be anything, regardless of how charitable they are, or how, you know, a lot of people will feel guilty, greedy, or selfish, or entitled to want material things. I am encouraging you to set that aside, set those beliefs aside that you are greedy, or guilty, or or, you know, selfish or entitled and ask for anything, put anything on your desires list. If you want a gorgeous new Tesla, mm -hmm. like somebody I might know myself, um, put it down. If you want a big house, if you want, um, you know, weekly massages, they can be material things. Yeah. They can also be you know, ideas and concepts. I want more hugs from my husband. I want more praise from my husband. I want to be a better mom. So it can be anything. I, I want an, an education. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. So those are the guidelines. And the reason, now you ask, what happens when people do this? Yeah. This is the beautiful magic part of it. What happens when you do this is you are accessing your subconscious and you're doing a couple things. First, you're giving yourself permission to put these things that have, they are in your, in your heart. These yeah. are pieces of your heart's desire that maybe you have suppressed or put down or ignored since you were five because your mom said it's selfish to want to go to the nicer stores or you know we we as a culture have been conditioned to ignore our desires and we've been told that we're selfish greedy or entitled or spoiled you know and only good girls you know want to do good things for the world and whatever those stories and beliefs are right you're setting those aside and you're saying, I want this and I desire to feel more of this. You know, okay. I, mm -hmm. I, I love this exercise and I wrote down some notes because I'm excited to do this again. And mm -hmm. um, what happens for so many of us, and I, I guess I'm speaking from my perspective and what happens to me when I start doing this is I look at the number 50 and say, holy shit, holy shit, yeah. I have never desired 50 things. But you kind of nailed it when you said it's the other voices that have come up that don't let you feel those desires, like moms, dads, aunts, uncles, neighbors, um, because there's a judgment piece. Yeah. I think, like, I'm going to do this exercise today, mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it by myself, and I'm going to act as if no one else will ever see this piece of paper. I'm the only person that's going to see this piece of paper and truly kind of just remind myself that the word selfish, the word greedy – it doesn't exist. Like, just let it go. Right. Because that's 
the underlying message here is that this is accessing our worthiness. And this is saying, you know, letting all that stuff come out without judgment, without fear of, yes, somebody else seeing it. Um, This is for you and you alone. And you're accessing your higher self because, you know, in my belief system, our higher selves are, if we are fully, fully in tune with our next level self, our higher self, our inner self, whatever you want to call it, our God within the universe, the, the, the infinite field of possibility um, and infinite wisdom, we are at our best and we are here with purpose, for purpose, and on purpose. And we become our best selves through our joy. Each of us has a unique set of desires that is A, informed by who we are, who we came into this physical incarnation to be and our life experience so our life experience causes us to have certain desires and the more we can honor them this is not a goals list this is not a list that says oh check that off check that off this is an exercise to to connect us with our worthiness and like you said the voices are going to come up who are you to want to do this? Who are you, Megan, to want a business? Who are you, Megan, to want to host a podcast? You know, those are the voices that we can look at. This is where becoming the observer of our thoughts really helps us get into the driver's seat of our lives. Because when those voices come up, that's the gold in our evolution. Yeah. That. How we respond to those voices? Well, we respond to those voices by either shoving back our desires. Nope, nope, that's not okay because, you know, my partner says I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Nope, that's not okay because my mom, when I was seven, said that, whatever. Or my teacher said I was a bad artist or couldn't sing. You know, all those little attacks we have on our our little tiny psyches inform our, our, you know, putting us ourselves down. So this is a development exercise. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, powerful to remember um, yeah. in, in not just this, this scenario where you sit down and write your desires list, but where, where do you go back and where do you go forward? So if right. you catch yourself, um, and I'm so guilty of this. It's like you start and then you're like, no, just push it down, go away. And then, but, but I love when you say it's how you kind of react, how you process it and, I mean, the awareness, and that's what I think is, and maybe, correct me if I'm like totally off base, but I think awareness is the first sort of step into shifting that mindset. Megan, that is the exact point of how you respond informs how you will evolve. So how you respond to those thoughts and you say, you allow yourself to bring it up and go, oh, wow. I learned that way back when, you know, it was not safe to have money because somebody would take it or I would, you know, whatever, whatever that story is, that's where now we have the power to create a new story. So you see, we're going kind of going through step by step. That awareness is the key and becoming the gentle observer of our thoughts, not saying, oh, I, um, you know, not putting ourselves down, just observing with a, you know, sort of a, 
an outsider's mind going, oh, interesting. I'm practicing that lack thinking or I'm practicing that, you know, lack of worthiness. What can I say to change this and create a new belief system? Because our beliefs are simply thoughts we thought over and over and over again. And we've thought them so many times that it's kind of like if you think way back into the olden days where they had record albums, right? And the needle got stuck on, you know, there was a scratch on the album and the needle got stuck and it would play the same thing over and over again. That's kind of how our belief systems are formed in our, in our mindsets, right? Absolutely. That's amazing. And the movie, what's that movie with the, oh my gosh, the the thing in the ground. What's the animal in the ground that comes out? Groundhog Day. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah. We relive the same thing over and over again. And, and when we, those of us who become really aware of our thoughts have the power, we all have the power to change our beliefs by changing our thoughts. And so creating habits of mind, habits of thought and word and then action is how we really truly do step into our next level. We become our next level selves. So when you have a thought that says, um, I will I'll never be successful losing weight. I've tried everything and it will never work. Yeah. Um, and then we, ship, we look at that thought and we go, well, that, is that really true? You can challenge these thoughts, create new beliefs, create new thoughts, and you create new beliefs with these thoughts by practicing them over and over and over. For example, I used to believe that, like, who would want to hear what I have to say? Like, who am I to be influential and powerful in helping women change their lives? Well, I had to change that thought. My message is powerful. My message matters. My voice matters. And I do that through, A, through repetition with affirmations, right? So this is where people are like, well, affirmations is just saying words. In a sense, it is. But if you start to say the words, you're, you're creating new belief systems. But um, if you don't believe the words, then, it, then they are just words, right? So I teach people how to really create, <clears throat> create the, and generate the emotions behind that. Because when you have a highly charged thought, belief, backed with emotion, that's when you're sending a very powerful signal, not only to yourself, but to the universe and to the world. That's when you're creating a belief system within you. So now if I have developed a belief system that says my message, my voice, my work matters and as a result is changing the world, then I will continue to act with that new belief system. I will share my message. People will, and then I will create more beliefs to support it because people will respond Gina, thank you so much for showing up that I really needed to hear that or you've really helped me shift the way I think about things. Then I'm, I'm creating a, a belief system and I'm creating actions to support it. And now the whole entire trajectory of my life is going off in a different direction. Yeah. yeah. And that's, oh my gosh, there's, there's like so many golden nuggets in this conversation. <laughs> Like when somebody listens to this, they're going to walk away and I think they're, they are going to be on a path to change their belief system and their worthiness. And, you know, I I just have to say, um, you are unlike any leader I have ever met in the world. You are passionate, kind, 
And I've watched your message just become more and more clear. And I admire everything you do, Gina. I thank you. I, I feel the same about you. You know that. Um, yeah, this is definitely a mutual admiration society here. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so excited for people to listen to this and, and to do the work and to find you and to be part of this and to surround themselves with people who, who do kind of support that. How can we change our belief systems for the better so that we can all live, just all live this amazing life instead of sitting down and thinking this is not what I want, right? Yeah, and that's really what um, the most important thing is that we do everything we can to become the very best versions of ourselves. And when we are starting to believe that we're worthy, we act from that place of worthiness, then our children benefit, our communities benefit, other women benefit, other men benefit, our families, our, everybody starts to benefit. And then the whole entire world benefits. So, you know, the biggest thing is to take away, as I heal, the world heals. So we really need to do the work within ourselves to become the best versions. And then that ripple effect is felt around the world. I love that. And that is so needed today and every day for people to hear. So thank you so much, Gina. Thank you, Megan. Nice to talk to you again. I hope that was as good as it was for you as it was for me. That was so fantastic. Thank you for being an amazing human being and for listening to our show. Please leave a review so that we can always improve and make sure that we're doing a better job week by week for you. All the resources can be found at hellolifeacademy.com forward slash blog. I can't wait to hear what you thought about this week's show. It's just right.